Hey guys, welcome back to Vivid Talks. Today I'm bringing a very special guest, Stella Chu, who is a professional full-time cosplayer. She travels around the world to a lot of different conventions and also makes a lot of content for social media, such as for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and more. I'm going to share with you her journey, how she was able to quit her full-time job to do her content creation full-time now. Welcome so much, Stella, to Vivid Talks today. I'm so excited to have you on because I love your cosplays and all the creatives that you do. And I'm so honored because you're like my senpai. <laughs> no, we've been Yay. friends for so long. At this point, it's not even senpai. It's like okay. legit colleagues and peers. <laughs> That's true. Do you want to introduce yourself to those people who are not familiar with what you do? Hello, I am Stella Chu. I've been a cosplayer for a very long time, but I also do like streaming. I draw YouTube. I do a whole bunch of stuff. At this point, like I'm kind of just a huge variety person on the internet. I hosted a show called Stella Transforms where I like transform streamers into the cosplay of their choice. And that was super dope. So that's probably like the coolest thing I've ever done. I remember seeing those on your YouTube channel. Those were amazing. Oh my god, I love them. Like, it made me realize I prefer to put costumes on other people than myself. Oh. <laughs> you know? And why is that? I would say that I've spent so long being like, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. That it was cool before, but over time you kind of realize that, like, it doesn't mean as much. When I get to see somebody else, like, wear something that made them feel like a superhero, made them feel bigger than life, and the smile on their face, and, like, how much disbelief they're in, because, you know, this is the first time that they've looked so cool. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, please, more of this. This is such a good, good nice feeling. I just want to, like, <laughs> give people cool things. Aw, yeah, that's true. Being able to transform someone from their like normie self to something like a fantasy character is always yeah. amazing. So. Mm -hmm. so what actually got you into cosplay? So I used to be president of the anime club in high school and college. <laughs> so I have always been a huge weeb and like anime club is a great way to get into cosplay because cosplay is a group activity. And I remember people in both of my clubs doing cosplay. This is back in like pre-2010, you know, like oh, when wow, everyone yeah, was yeah. like duct taping things together. <laughs> like no one even went to like Goodwill to buy stuff. They just found whatever they had in their garbage and then just made costumes from Safety it. Cause we, <laughs> yeah, we like didn't know anything. Like one person knew how to sew and tried to teach the rest of us how to sew. And like when I graduated from college, I really wanted to go and do some cool things, artistic things on my own. And cosplay was one of them you know I was like young and with like disposable income like living on my own for the first time in my life and I'm like yo let's go to a ton of conventions what I can go fly to another yeah, state yeah, and yeah, yeah. attend a con yeah that sounds amazing so snowballed from there and I ended up cosplaying a whole lot that was also the age of social media growing like this is early 2010 when right. like the only famous person on YouTube was Michelle Fan right like there was no such thing as a content creator and so that year was when everything's exploded and so many people started to have social media profiles and so I was like okay for cosplay I'll make a social media profile on Facebook and that was when Instagram came out as well and eventually I did Twitter and it just grew within the cosplay community everyone kind of was doing the same thing and growing together yeah so how did you actually make the decision to kind of pivot to do this full time then I really treated it like a business from the get-go because I wanted it to feel like legitimate you know like I always go hard on everything and so when I wanted to cosplay I was like okay I have to have a cosplay name okay I have to have a business card I have to have professional photos done I have to travel to these conventions I was so serious about it that 
eventually when I was making money, it didn't feel like it was like a decision. It just kind of felt like part of the whole thing. But it wasn't until like 2015 or 2016 when I like made the big hard decision to quit my day job and become a cosplayer full time. I was actually working at a job where we had unlimited vacation days. Wow. And I was like kind of taking more vacation days than I should have. <laughs> All Like literally I was taking like a Friday off every week. For like convention like, weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was to be like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be here next Friday and the Friday after that and the Friday after that. So see ya. And they'll be like, wait, what? And so before I got fired, <laughs> like, because oh, I was no. like, what if I do get fired? Like, what if they realize that this is not a good idea to have somebody who's just not going to be here half the time? So before that even happened, I decided to just quit my job so that I could just leave oh. on like a good note with my bosses and just be chill. <laughs> Ah, that's cool. I'm glad you made the transition over and now you make your own schedule. And yeah. actually, I'm curious, how is your daily schedule like as a cosplayer and a content creator? I mean, before COVID and quarantine and all of that stuff, it was like over a year ago. So is it, yeah. does it even count as my life anymore? But I would spend like 16 hours a day doing cosplay related stuff. I would stream building costumes. I would be making costumes. Every oh my god, I remember in like 2018 or something, I made a costume every week. At least I tried to. Wow. I think I got like, there's like 52 weeks. I think I got 40 something costumes, if not like just south of it. That was like an exhausting year because not only was I making the costumes, I was also traveling to conventions. Right. So it was insane. And I would also be doing social media posting and like trying to do YouTube and crazy how hard I worked. And I had so much stamina to do That's that. That's crazy to hear that. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it like <laughs> you're like true. the only person i know who can do the same thing i do <laughs> like, you <laughs> go <sisters>. hard <laughs> yeah like we are the same blood basically i've seen you pump out costumes faster than anyone and get to photo shoots and then go to like 20 more conventions than i do like <laughs> you do it girl you got it back in the old days when i still have energy and now it's like covid we're all like stuck at home <laughs> For people like us, we live off of the craze and the schedule. But as soon as it's taken away from us, it, we like become like deflated. <laughs> I, I know. Like. I like the energy in the crowd, being able to see people and the physical like contact. Yeah, I don't thrive being an introvert. <laughs> this is like hibernation for me. Like I don't do anything well <laughs> without other human beings to like pull energy from. It's true. You feel like the cosplay scene has changed since you started till now? Yeah, it's so different now. I would say it's a lot less heady now <laughs> no it's fine all of the <laughs> cosplayers from the old days remember just how toxic it was. when we talk about it, it doesn't seem toxic because it was such a small community and it'd be like maybe like two people saying that they didn't like you but now when you're posting stuff on the internet it's like you know you get a 300 comment right. with mean people but like back in the day it was like nothing it was like two people because it was like our first hateful comments it, it like stung the most or something i mean like yeah back in the day it was all about how did you make your costume did you make it or did someone else make it is it from scratch right. 
right. to better be from scratch. Like it can't have been bought and you have to have made your own shoes from scratch, like all that kind of stuff. You have to make your own eyelashes. Like it's so <laughs> it's crazy. petty. New people coming into cosplay and then suddenly being bombarded with like tryhards who are like, well, actually you should have used this kind of paint and that's why you're a terrible cosplayer. I'm just like, yo, but now, oh, it's so nice. You can buy costumes. You can commission <laughs> costumes. You can just order a costume from the official website rather right. than some bootlegger. Like, it's so much nicer now. You don't have to wear the full costume. You can just, like, take a TikTok where it's just from, like, your waist up and everyone gets it, right? Like, That's you don't true. have to have the freaking shoes with, like, all of the intimate detail, whatever. So what hasn't changed about the cosplay community is the community itself, I feel like, has always been super warm and loving and they love Yay. to party and everyone <laughs> loves memes and people love their stuff so much like everyone's all about like the passion what's your favorite fandom and how hard do you love it let's go meet up and talk about it for like 20 hours and that's what i really loved about the whole community yeah i really miss those like after con like the lobby con parties all the cosplayers come hang out and just kind of you know, connecting with people outside of cosplay too is just getting to meet people that are in the same interests as you because a lot of us don't yeah. really have friends around us that like that kind of stuff, right? West Coasters know how to party. Because <laughs> like when I started doing cosplay, it was so serious. It was like you have to stand in this corner of Katsukon and be just as gorgeous and regal as possible and have Perfect. like a line of photographers. <laughs> I feel like moving from East Coast to West Coast, like West Coast people are so much more chill. Or maybe they're just like chill up front and then like behind closed doors are not chill, but I'm so oblivious to that. I just love everyone. Like it just feels good. <laughs> what does your family actually think about you being full time into the cosplay creatives world? They actually really support it. Not in a way where like my mom will like carry my purse at a con, but in a way <laughs> where my mom will ask me like, how's it going? Everything's good. Good Aww. job, honey. That's a nice feeling because as an Asian, Asian American, especially like you're born a disappointment. So. Right. <laughs> so like having my family be really proud of me, I send them pictures of things I'm doing, even if it's not cosplay, like I'll just send them stuff that I'm working on, like stickers I design or right. like celebrities I get to take selfies with. Like nice. They're really into that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that, that they're like really supportive of your work. So actually, what is the first time that there's like a fan that came up to you and they're like, are you Stella Chu? I think it's because I live in New York City and the idea of like strangers approaching you never fazed me. So I don't remember when the first time someone was like, oh, are you Stella Chu? Blah, blah, blah and stuff. Because I'm, I try and just like not think about it and not care about it because <laughs> I don't want it to like get to my head or anything. You I don't want to focus on it. Yeah. <laughs> it is really dope. It's really cool. And you see all these comments online and for some reason I feel like the comments online end up being truer than like meeting people in real life because I'm just like, mm. oh, person probably only recognizes me because like they saw me like once. But like the people who repeat comments on all of my photos, those are the people who I like really care about their opinions, right. you know, because they're the true. ones who are checking my social media like all the time. And they actually like know all of my updates, what's going on in my life. So if like a random stranger comes up to me, is like, you're Stella Chu. I'm like, yeah, but what do you really know about me? <laughs> you know, I just got a hamster. What's her name? <laughs> Tell me what her name is. You know, like, those are the kinds of people I care about, you know, like the ones right. who give me the time that I give them. That's amazing. What 
do you think is actually your most stressful cosplay you've ever made? Oh my god, I have so many. Because I do a lot of really big costumes mm. and I'm a perfectionist, but I'm not. Like, perfection and, like, the work I do do not match up a lot of the time. It's your creative take on it. KDA was really hard. Farah from Overwatch was hard. The thing about me is that, like, if I don't do it fast, then I won't do it. And so... That KDA costume should have taken a normal person like half a year to devise, but made it in like less than a month. Right? That's so, crazy. And on top of that, I was doing conventions and like doing the show Stella Transforms. Yeah, if I can't do it fast, then I just won't do it. There's so many projects in my house that are unfinished because I didn't oh. do it fast enough. And like my brain was just like, I don't care about this anymore. Goodbye. Kind of lose the interest in it or the passion for oh, it. Oh, yeah. We kind of have that thing. You get inspired as an artist at that moment. You got to do it. And if it's like two weeks later, now nah, I'm done. It was, that was so yeah, like, I'm two good. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The meme was like not even funny anymore. Who cares? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So then you're always under this stressful like condition, like trying to pump up these costumes. How do you actually deal with stress when you're working on costumes? I would say right now, stress dealing is completely different than what I used to do to mm -hmm. deal with stress. When I was at the peak of like working on costumes and all that, that stuff, so unhealthy, the way I probably <laughs> dealt with stress would be put it all into the project. And as soon as the project is done, then like the stress would be gone. But if the project didn't finish or didn't go the way I wanted to, I probably held on to that stress and then released it in a different way like through tears in my eyes or something or through like yelling oh my god it's so unhealthy <laughs> like oh, no don't do this unless you're like a 25 year old kid but if you're like older like don't do this to your mental health <laughs> <laughs> like i was constantly working and so i never gave myself time to deal with my stress like i never gave mm. myself time to chill and i would just constantly be working and i would like build up like a back load you know of of, like stress and oh, no. it would slowly fade away as I continued to build more stress so it's mm -hmm. like imagine like an old lady carrying like a giant satchel on her back and stuff is falling out of it but she keeps putting more stuff on it that's kind of what my stress felt like and so things would fall out the back and I'd be like oh I forgot that I was stressed out about that but then I just keep adding on to it so like that's oh man looking back on it I bet you if you interviewed me like two years ago I've been like oh my god I'm so good at dealing with stress I'm fine i'm so okay i'm totally fine <laughs> but now i don't know quarantine stress is a completely different thing right now because it's the opposite of my personality quarantine has caused me to slow down and reevaluate the things that are important to me and to give me more space and time which mm -hmm. is really weird and I'm, I'm sure that most people are still trying to figure out how to balance that and figure that out for themselves and for me instead of rushing to finish things I give myself long deadlines. There's no deadline. It just goes on forever. And seeing how that goes and seeing how that affects my like mentality and my mental health, mm. like this hamster cage behind me took me the entirety of quarantine to me. Wow. I won't say that it's better because I did that or that it, you know, better made that I did that, but it got done and like I'm happy that something about that process made better sense now if I had taken a whole year to build this like before COVID it would have been a huge disappointment and I would not have felt good about it and I probably would never have finished it quarantine really has changed everything and changed the world and my expectations got to learn more about yourself during this year because there's a lot more time for self-reflection, right? Yep. I bet everyone is like that. Someone needs to publish a book that's like how to deal with you during quarantine. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I agree.
I'm not the only person like this. I'm sure literally everyone is going through the exact same thing. And I don't have the answers, but I will say building this cage over the course of a year was very good for me. And learning how to bake, I'm baking every single week. I never used to bake. That feels good. I'm learning to draw again. I went to college for drawing. (laughs) And now I'm drawing again just to try and like find new things to do to take up my time that will like feed my soul and all that kind of stuff <laughs> you have to find a new creative outlet if you can't go and travel to create content you're just doing it at yeah home i guess also giving myself the license to not have to be good at everything <laughs> before covid we all had to be good at everything at everything <laughs> we did and now we don't have to the world has kind of given us the license to just chill and not be good at everything what would you say would be a good piece of advice for a person who's like starting out with cosplay or trying to aspire to be a professional cosplayer i guess if i had to give objective advice because there's like the subjective advice which is like oh my god girl do you you're so amazing you're beautiful you love yourself but the objective advice is to go start a tiktok and to start doing tiktoks with cosplay whether that be building your cosplay or you're buying your cosplay make tiktoks because it is the fastest way to get instant satisfaction like people will look at it they'll see it they'll talk to you people on tiktok are way more responsive than other platforms Mm. like twitter people just scroll instagram is a dying platform with like barely any reach but with tiktok it's so easy to get seen by the people who like the same things that you like if you wanted to go cosplay from steven universe there's a whole huge community of so many people and you'll find so many people like-minded go start a tiktok account that sounds good well thank you so much for your time today stella i really appreciate you sharing your stories and all of your amazing adventures so i hope you enjoyed the interview too thank you (laughs) yeah Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>